We recording, KP? Recording. We are recording, guys. We are back. Project Mindset, the world's most uplifting podcast on the planet. I am your host, Kevin Sturdivant, a.k.a. Coach Kevion. For our relaunch season three, we went ahead and connected with my sister Marina at her studio in the city of Orange. She's got a beautiful space that she connects with all kinds of speakers and teachers. And we engaged in a conversation about life, the law of attraction, overcoming hurdles, breaking down to breaking through, really sharing the top principles that I feel can really make a difference in someone's life. It was really a bit of a review of, of all of our practices, and we just dove right in. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy this as we reconnect to our purpose of uplifting, inspiring others. So without further ado, episode 52, let's do this. All right, so we're starting. Let's do this. Starting? You're, this is oh, your okay, space. This is my space. Okay, so I thought today would be really great. I I love my brother's podcast. I'm like his, his biggest fan. Well, you guys might be his biggest fans too, but I'm I'm his biggest fan too. Um, and I just get super inspired because of the authenticity that he's constantly sharing and. I've gotten to obviously see it on the back end. My brother has accomplished a lot and done a lot, and he's been a huge influencer and inspiration to so many people. And I just think it's, I'm like, let's get to like the rawness. Let's talk about the challenges, right? Let's talk about the um, the moments that we hit throughout the day because they happen all the time. Sometimes they happen every day where you can be in the flow and things are going good, and then all of a sudden something hits, and he calls it a knockout, what do you call it? An uppercut, something yeah, like uppercut. that. Uppercut. Something yeah. happens where we are feeling, um, where we get knocked off our, gr- off our flow, right? And, and um, it can happen with a conversation. It can happen if you have a lot of kids like, like we do. Um, it can happen, you know, through, through a deal falling out. Yeah. It can happen through, like for me, I have classes here and something, I can have a crazy client come in or I can have nobody come in and you have that that vulnerability that you feel on a daily basis that I think vulnerability is also becoming such a big conversation right and um, just hearing more about that and hearing about the vulnerable moments throughout your day where you have to get yourself back on track and maybe we could start there let's do it and you know it's it's funny because there's big ones and there's small ones right like it could be as small as you're you're feeling good in your day and you go and for whatever reason, there's like no more toothpaste, right? And it's like at the start of your day and it's something that small and you're like, mm. this is one of those days, <laughs> right? Like, dude, who did no, this? That, this is this is my life. I can't win. And you know, it's 630 in the morning and there's just no toothpaste. That's really your fault for not thinking that through. It's not the universe. No one's after you. Yet for some reason, we're like, I can't cut, cut it, catch a break, man. What is the deal? Mm-hmm. You know, and then there's other times where it's a lot bigger. It's something major. It could be a family member um, getting sick. It could be getting fired from your job. It, it, it's. But I think the bottom line is, is that Life happens, and it's like we've heard 10 million times, it's not what happens to us, it's what re- how we react to what happens to us, right? And I think what happens is we tell ourselves, this is not how it's supposed to be. There's supposed to be a full tube of toothpaste. 
right? I am supposed to have a clear road, not traffic. Mm -hmm. um, I was supposed to get that promotion. My family member is not supposed to have cancer. You know, that deal was supposed to close, whatever it may be. Basically, we start playing God. We start mm -hmm. saying, no, this is how it's supposed to be. And because it's not like this, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. And as soon as we do that, we're losing, mm -hmm. right? Because I, I do my best to hang out in a space of abundance, right? Abundance, gratitude, joy, love, that's over here. And this other space is resistance. Mm -hmm. Inside the space of resistance is fear, worry, doubt, lack. Can we hang out in those two spaces at the same time? We can't, it's one or the other. So I just feel like step one is acknowledging when you're resisting something. Mm -hmm. Okay, what am I saying this isn't how it's supposed to be? From the tooth toothpaste to getting fired to the traffic to whatever it may be, and it's a battle, guys. Like, it is a battle of tricking your mind and into, you kind of got to be a crazy person to enjoy yeah. traffic. You kind of have to be a crazy person to be okay with being let go, right? You kind of have to be a crazy person to have a lawsuit thrown in front of you, and you're like, cool, mm -hmm. let's do this, mm -hmm. right? But which one is it going to be? Are you going to be a crazy, inspired person no matter what, or are you going to be in fear, worry, doubt, and lack? Mm -hmm. I'm not going there, right? I've already been there. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is that comes across my desk. It's taken a lot of training, and I'm not a master at it by any means, mm -hmm. but I can take an uppercut. I can take a mean uppercut and trick my mind to saying, thank you, Lord, for this happening. Uh, I accept this. I know that this is what's right for me on my journey right now. I accept this. I accept this. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I accept this. I welcome this. And you have to trick, you have to, you have to stretch this new muscle in your, in your mind that this is a part of the process. I welcome mm -hmm. this. What happens as you start to accept that funk, this thing that previously bothered you before, the more you accept it, the more you think it, the more you send it positive energy, what happens is all of a sudden, right, your, mm -hmm. your energy shifts and now you can change that problem. Because mm -hmm. as the saying goes, we can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that got us into it. So when you're in a funk, you have to do something to change your vibe, change your energy, mm -hmm. or else you, when you're in a hole, you gotta stop digging. You just keep going lower and lower. And then what happens is you just feel trapped. Mm -hmm. Does anybody ever just feel stuck and like, you like, I can't, you know what I mean? But I had this image the other day of a magician who was trying to get himself out of uh, a locked box. You know how they do these tricks and they're tied up in rope, okay. right? And I was thinking about that image. If you stay still, are you going to be able to get undone? No. You have to wrestle. You have to move. You have to, like, adjust as much as possible in order to break free. Mm -hmm. And I call that fighting resistance, mm -hmm. you know. But when you understand that fighting resistance is what develops strength, you can welcome it. And you might not like it, but when you know in your mind that this resistance that I'm going through is giving me the strength to break through, it's like, all right. I'll bring it on then. Mm -hmm. Let's go.
What is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I love that visual. That's a good one. Thanks. I actually never heard that one I before. I thought of that yesterday. <laughs> Brilliant. He's a genius, you guys. Okay, that was amazing. All that was amazing. So let's just wrap it up now. Great cool. job. Uh, okay. Uh, but I'm sure we can all relate to all of those moments. I like that visual a lot because I'm like, yeah, we're, we're, we have to move. We can't just stay there. And then if you fight too much, right? I'm not used to chewing gum. If you fight too much, then it's um, you also might end up losing because you're fighting so yeah. hard and you're in the fight so yeah. aggressively. So I like that your first step is to acknowledge, like yeah. acknowledge I'm tied up right now. Yeah. So you can get calm first and you can get it to the state of mind that you need so you're not just in panic, in fear, in freeze, in flight. Like you are going to pause, acknowledge where you are. There's resistance happening. The fight is coming up against me. Somebody's showing up that I don't like. There's this icky conversation. Energy's off, whatever it is. Acknowledge it so that we don't have to go aggressively and try to fight right. against it. Because how do we show up aggressively? I mean, that's not going to get us anywhere. Yeah. Um, and so it just makes it bigger. You know, I call it uh, recognize, realize, and recreate, mm -hmm. right? So there's a, I feel like there's a three-step process. I have a lot of different processes and little life hacks that I've yeah. developed just because I've been a professional uh, loser, <laughs> like, my whole life. That's why I win. Like, I can lose really, really, really well. And that's why I, I always continue to break through, yeah. you know? Um, and so I developed this little hack called recognize, realize, and recreate. I'll break it down for you guys. Step one, like we just spoke about, is recognize it. So I'm a numbers guy, right? I balance everything on a scale of one to 10. That's why I love when I go to like a Thai food place or something and they're like, what level spiciness do you want? Mm. I want seven, <laughs> you know? And so I try to stay seven and up at all times. When I am below seven, I can feel it right? To me, being a six is mm. too close to a five. Mm. Five means you're not happy. You're not sad. You're just a five. Mm -hmm. Four is, well, I'm sad. I'm in fear. Three is too, too yeah. scary. Yeah. You know, one I hung out in for six to eight months. I hung out at a one in 2011 when my best friend passed I could not figure out why I didn't understand it. You layer that with drinking and other things, and it just, I could not break free of this. And I literally hung out at a one. Um, very, very, very scary place to be, having just thoughts that were not healthy and living in a way that wasn't healthy. Um, and so these days, I, I do my best to chill around a seven up, you know, seven and up. When I'm below a seven, step one is recognize it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't know why I'm at a six or a five. Um, and a lot of times it's little things that can, that can add up. Build Who here is married or in a long-term relationship? Show of hands. Okay. You guys know what I'm talking about then. <laughs> Something happened. I remember this one time. Damn, my wife's here. But it can start this simple. I'm in the car. Yeah. Oh, oh that's my God. It stays Just over. Leave it. Damn it. <laughs> Done. You guys see the real me? Damn over this. <laughs> Stupid Mike. In the car, cruising with my wife, you know, and she's in the driver. We always battle. It's like my wife and I always battle over who's driving. We'll have full on, like, 
wrestle match. I'll get to the passenger side. She'll jump over me. She'll get into the driver's side. But on this particular day... <laughs> <laughs> You like drive? I thought you liked driving. I don't know. I, no, no. Oh, I don't you don't want to drive. drive. Oh, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Like, this particular day, she was driving. My window is half rolled down, and I'm enjoying that. And she just rolls my window up without asking me. Just rolls my window up. And in my mind, what do I say? Oh, my wife's trying to control me. <laughs> my wife's trying to control me. That's what's going on here. So we get home, and she asked me to do a regular thing like any wife asked hey babe can you do can you whatever it may be maybe it was the dishes or you know put something away and I was like mm -hmm. see <laughs> see built up and then the next day something and then all of a sudden ah, you always trying to control me <laughs> right yeah. and so what happens is <laughs> life has this Sensitive. way of just make-believe small ridiculous things adding up to this point of like what the hell yep so step one is recognize mm -hmm. the funk. Yeah. What is causing me to feel this way? Mm -hmm. We had something the other day where... I, it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but the um, cause but it of was that, recognizing. Oh, yeah, the totally. That was that exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. was an absolute joke, right? right? In our family, it is, like, to me, nothing is... Um, What's the word? Off limits in right. terms of a joke. Yeah, we're very sarcastic. We're like really harsh. We joke about things where other people around us are like, why are they joking about that? Can I tell that? them that the joke is or no? Is it too personal? Yeah, no, go okay. ahead. He's so, not here, so. I didn't think there was any big deal about this, but we were watching <laughs> Brody, mm -hmm. right? My little nephew. Mm -hmm. And to me, I thought it was fine because I ask questions like this all the time. I was like, Brody, who do you like more, your mom or your dad? <laughs> It's dysfunctional. That shit is right? weird. And so I thought that was a funny question. And so, and I also asked him, just so you know, um, who's your favorite uncle, though? Yeah. This is how he justified I it. Not, I also asked him about the uncle. I had not, I was not prepared to find out that I was like number four uncle. Yeah. And so honest. what's the Kids number are one honest. uncle? Uncle Ken. Okay. So I was like, all right, dude. So scale of one, one to ten. What number All is Uncle scale. Ken? And he's like, oh, Uncle Ken's like 2,000. <laughs> and I was like, and what, so what number am I? He's like, you're like a 20. Yeah. I was like, what? He said, but if you, if you get me a Gatorade, then you'll be a 200. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You get him a Gatorade? Not yet. Don't. Don't you get him a Gatorade. Point being, yeah. that question got back to her and got changed up in a certain way. And yeah. she... She let that question that I asked her son take her to, it was like a level, I don't know what, what level she was hanging out, but it was Got like level, level four or five yeah. in there. And there was more than just mama bear protection. That was the first initial, but then I was like, I'm mad at him. Yeah. Like, I'm mad at him right now. And I was, I'm in, the, I'm also going through a coaching program myself and there, it's very like energy based and I'm going deep like so deep. <laughs> and so yeah. um, the work, the style of work that I'm doing is really getting deep into that first step of acknowledging. Like I have to acknowledge the way I feel right now. And I do this kind of work because I teach yoga and I teach a lot of people and we go to deep levels of meditation and things like that. Um, but in that moment, I was feeling so frustrated and I also recognized, though, that was a buildup of so many things, and just him asking my son that threw me off completely. And it made me feel like, 
I don't, I don't even know my brother. Like, I need to get closer to him. We had, it was very emotional. Like, I cried a lot. Like, I showed up at his office and I was just I like, was like, he's like, what's up, sister? I'm like, <gasps> like so I many tears. I thought that I actually, now here's the thing, at you least from my like, perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, I wasn't experiencing any of the stuff that she was experiencing. Yeah. I feel like that we've been closer than ever. Right, because that was the problem right. was it stemmed from me not feeling a deep enough connection with my brother. Because the way we grew up, it was like family hard right here. I'm really close to my little brothers. And I was like, I don't even know you. You know, like there was just all this stuff that came up because we haven't hung out lately. We have kids. A lot of them combined is crazy. And then now opening up the studio. Also, I know that opening up the studio, which had nothing to do with him, but that was added to my levels of vulnerability. And I was just like feeling it so much where I was like, I'm so vulnerable. I'm so open. All these new people, all these new things. I'm learning so much. And then all I wanted was my brother, you know, and it was just like this moment where I was like, I just want you. Like, I just want to know that you care about me and all these things. I'll cry again. I cry all the time. So don't get it. Don't think it's weird. Like, I always cry at least once a day. It's crazy. Um but yeah, it was just that experience yeah. that I was in and I just showed up to let him know how I felt. And I had to do coaching around that because I, I could have showed up and been like, you did this, you did this, like you don't, you don't call me, you don't check on me, yeah. like I'm going through so much stress, like where are you at? But it wasn't like that because that would have taken me out of my experience, you know, and it would have put it on him. And that's probably what he was expecting when I, I showed up crying. I thought I did something for sure. It's like they automatically think days, there's going like, to be blame. Because she was like, can we meet? Can I come to your house? And I was like, well, Stalking. like what time? You know what I mean? I get up at 4.30 and she's like, I could be there at 9. And I was like, at night? You want to go to my house at You know? And I was like, okay. And he so we ended up meeting it. at my office. And I just... Uh, my wife was like, what is it? I was like, I don't know. I must have done something, you know? And so when we met to see that, it was just really her in her own zone, mm-hmm. right? Because how do I feel? I feel like we've been closer than ever. I feel like super proud of what she's done. Yes, we're busy, but it's like, I love her. I love my brother. Yeah. Um, but you could see how like a conversation like that could easily have gone south, you know, and I see so many family members and they end up having one bad conversation where the communication isn't healthy and it's like done. Yeah. Years go by. I oh, I still haven't talked to my brother. It's like, I literally dang. thought that we might be weird for like six months because she's in her own funk and I'm just chilling. Right. And so I'm like, I can't fix whatever funk she's going through. She's yeah. got to figure that out. But because we have the understanding of these processes we can we can mess with that and we can actually create a breakthrough I mean the conversation afterwards for me I was really glad I didn't actually do something and she's just tripping Uh, and I could feelings (laughs) I could support her in tripping right and I can fully join her in the fact that she's tripping (laughs) yeah and I can do my best to say well I was like well then Let's hang out. Let's go eat. Let's, what do we want to do? Yeah. Right? But the reality. But I even told him, I'm like, even just having this conversation, I already felt better. And I knew that, like, that conversation was for me. And I knew that I showed up with no expectations of, like, I don't know. He's probably going to think I'm crazy, you know? But I don't care. Like, I'm bringing my stuff and I need to talk about it. And this is how I create intimacy in a relationship is going deep with people. That's just my personality. Um, I don't go that deep, really. I'm like, let's go in. How are you doing? I was like, 
I'm good, dude. <laughs> How you really? What's like, really going sure on? Good. <laughs> yeah, I think today. I'm all staring at him. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm all right today. Uh, so step one though is recognize it, <laughs> catch that made it. Right. Uh oh, yeah, something's off. Happening. Something's weird. Yeah, something is off. And so by me asking her son that question, and then I brought it up again as a joke at our house, that triggered this thing. Mm -hmm. So. For me, now I have it's to real. acknowledge, yeah. And step big. one is recognize it mm -hmm. and don't let it eat away at you. If she had not brought this up, it would have just continued eating away at me and would have just been weird for who knows how long. Yeah, totally. Step two is realize. And I call it realize the real lies. Mm -hmm. So I said blah, blah, blah. And in her head, she said Like for me, it was a total joke. Why is mine longer than yours? Oh, God. <laughs> total joke, right? Same thing. Wifey rolls the window down in my mind. Da, 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 da. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's what happens is there's reality. Yeah. And then there's the story. And rec uh, realizing the real lies is about separating those two. Yeah. What happened? What's the story? Mm -hmm. I invite someone to my house as a junior in high school, um, a, f a girl I went to school with who wanted to learn how to DJ. Um, cause that's what I was doing as a junior in high school. And, um, I end up becoming a father that night instead out, out of that experience. Take a turn, so, quick turn there. So there's what happened. Guys, and be careful with those turntables, dude. Yeah, dude. So there's what happened now. Now, what's the story that I created as Total. a junior in high school who just discovered he's going to be a father? Mm -hmm. What happened? Well, what happened is um, I got my friend pregnant, okay, and I'm going to be a father. That's what happened. And also what happens from that is I'm going to have a financial um, commitment and I'm going to have a time commitment. That's it in the, re in the world. That is it. What's the story? Yeah. What's the real lies? Well, the story is truly at 17, my life is over. I am honestly never going to have fun ever again. Oh, I've, I'm also a total failure. Yeah. I'm a failure, you know, and all my goals, all my dreams, everything I ever wanted to do, it is over. Mm -hmm. That's how it felt. And if I didn't have the skill set to actually separate those two things, I wouldn't be able to do step three. What's step three? Step three is recreate, right? Once you separate story from reality, you can recreate something that empowers you. And I recreated the uh, possibility of love, joy, freedom, and fun as a father. And as we speak something into existence, as we speak it to our people, it becomes real. Right? And that's what happened. Yeah. Same thing with us. Recognize. Brother said something that's making me feel weird. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, then realize the realize. Mm -hmm. What's the lie? The lie is we're not connected. Mm -hmm. Or maybe my oh, brother doesn't love me. What is it? Um, so... I, because this was such a ma this was like a massive deal for me to understand the breakdown that was happening with him and I, because I recognize very quickly that um, when I feel disconnected from somebody, that I create a story that they don't care about me, and it was it's a simple thing like oh 
we're disconnected, he doesn't care about me, and that's how it goes. And I had to also, when you do the deeper work, is like, go back, where did that come from? How did that start, blah, 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 blah. I was in the same boat as he was. Um, I got pregnant at 17 as well, and I created a story then as well. Like, um, I'm unworthy, my dad's right, I'm blah, 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 all these terrible names. Um, so a lot of those things we create in our head, and I had to recognize that that's so, I knew that it wasn't true. As soon as I recognized that it was a story, I knew that that was a story. Like, obviously, my brother cares about me. Like, we all care so much about each other. But it took a lot to be able to recognize that. Yeah. Um, can I say one more thing, too? Because yeah. So has anybody read uh, Brene's, Brene Brown's Rising Strong? Rising Strong? Okay, so good. I love it because when I heard my brother talk about the three steps, I thought it was amazing. And then also I read Renee's Brown book, and she also talks about three steps. And hers is uh, recognizing, and then her next step, yours is realize, hers is rumble. And so mm. I like to use both of these. So she it's totally rumble. and copied me. She definitely copied you for sure. Like, you should hit her up about it. Um, rumble, where it's, she rumbles with it. She goes deep. Mm, like, where did good. this come from? Where did this come I from? Like so I use both of you guys, rumble and realize. That's good, so. though. Um, and then hers, the recreate is she calls it the revolution, Ooh, and dang, hers that's are like better than mine. <laughs> just but saying. I like the rumble because when you're realizing the realize that piece, mm -hmm. right? It is a it is a fight. Like, yeah. is my life really over? Yeah, you know what I mean. And you can do this in the big moments, in the big like life changing family moments, marriage moments, parenting moments, where you feel like it's over and you feel just exhausted and done, or you can do this in the little moments, yeah. like we're out of toothpaste. I'm so mad at whoever just used the last of the toothpaste, yeah. you know, and then recognize the story and do the process, you yeah. know? So I love having all the tools because we need them all. Yep, and the, then the recreate is crucial. You mm -hmm. have to be able to step in that space. When See, the, the beauty of the recreate is it's a blank canvas, but you have to be able to acknowledge the space that you're in. If you're gonna build a mansion, you have to be able to acknowledge your foundation because yeah. if you're if you're trying to build a mansion and your foundation is weak, it's going to crumble. It's like building a mansion on quicksand, right? So if you're trying to develop this awesome marriage, but at the core of your marriage is a lack of trust, right? A, a lack of understanding, but you're just like, oh, I love this person. It'll work out. It'll work out. It, you, you're not being authentic with what's really there. You have to get to the root of like, what are we committed to? And so, you know, I just encourage people to to hang out in that space of uh, what's what's really bugging you about something, right? What am I not accepting as perfect? What am I saying? This isn't how it's supposed to be. Really get present to that, and from that space create something new mm -hmm. you know and know that you can create anything mm -hmm. there's 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 no ceiling to what's possible for you and that the energy that uh, you're entitled to experiencing but you have to be the the creator of that you got to be the producer of it mm -hmm. yeah can we t uh, what, what time is it real quick sorry drop phone 45 what time are we going to go to? Oh, it's your okay. show. Um, recognize, well, I, I recognize, recreate. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I wanted to talk about um, a little bit about what happens. So real quick, let's talk about how you created your ritual in the morning. Because mm -hmm. obviously your, your morning ritual is super important to you. Yes. And that's what allows you to be at a level above seven all day long. Yeah. 
But then there's probably something. So let's also let's talk about your morning ritual, and then let's also talk a little bit about during the day when something throws you off and it takes you. You know, you're feeling in like oh right. seven, six, five. Yep. Um, what do you do at that point to regroup, re like reset? You know, do you have a reset button? What what are those yeah, what are those tools? For sure. And how did you create your morning routine? You know, I think even before talking about any of this, what's really important is to acknowledge the game that you're in, right? If you're playing a big game, whether it's in your marriage or in money or in business or in your career or in your parenting, whatever it might be, if you're playing a big game, let's call it an Ironman in your business. Do you guys know what it takes to actually compete and complete an Ironman? I believe it starts with the swim. You know how long the swim is, Mom? I think the swim is a, a 2.4 mile swim. Okay. After the swim, you do the bike. What's the bike? 112 mile bike ride. Okay. After that, after that, you do a full marathon, 26.2 miles. A buddy of mine, Tim, just finished one. Right. So my family and I were training for a half right now, and. If you're going to take that on, you have to know there's going to be some challenges, right? I feel like, and I, I heard Lisa Nichols say this, and she says, people want their conviction without the inconvenience, meaning mm-hmm. like, I want my passion. I want to live life. I want to ball out. I want to have the house, the dream marriage, the dream car, the dream vacations, the dream experience of life, but I, but I don't want any challenges, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, you have to know the bigger the goal that you're taking on, the bigger mountain that you're taking on to climb, there's going to be some challenges. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some setbacks. So you first have to have this mindset of knowing like, all right, I'm getting in this thing. I'm ready. You know, I feel like people join my industry, real estate, and a deal falls apart and it completely wipes them out. They're done. They literally leave the industry. There is yeah. an 85% failure rate in my industry. 85%. That's like they got into a boxing match. They get punched in the face. They're like, Done. forget this. <laughs> Dude, you entered a boxing ring. Mm-hmm. So I think step one is knowing and just being aware of, hey, this is an Ironman. I'm prepared. I'm going to get a coach. I'm going to get a trainer. I'm going to work on my diet. I'm going to come up with a plan. Um, and... You, you, you have to first just know that if you're up to something big, be prepared for the battle. Mm-hmm. And if you are prepared for the battle, when the breakdown comes up, you're not going to experience a stop sign. You're like, mm-hmm. cool, green light. Let's get, let's go. Let's get through this thing. So I think it starts with recognizing that you're up to something big. And anybody that's up to something big is going to have some challenges and you will welcome those challenges. And when they show up, it's a signal to, okay, cool. Let's get it, let's do this. So because of the games that I play in business, right, we've created one of the fastest growing real estate teams. Um, I don't think there's very many people that could say that they've created a billion dollar business in real estate from nothing in five years. Um, We didn't have anything in 2011. Like literally, we didn't own a home. Uh, we didn't have any savings. I was borrowing my little brother, my, my little stepbrother's car. So that's cool, right? When my girlfriend at the time, 
I don't even have a car. So she has a baby brother, her, ba her baby brother, Chris, right? And mind you, I had balled out before back in the day. So <laughs> you know what this feels like to be balling out five years prior and then fast forward five years and I have a couple kids and the car that I'm using is my baby brother-in-law's extra car that's just in the garage. Stay humble. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Stay humble. From yeah. that space of like, I got to create this thing. Yeah. And we created this company called Case. And from 2015 today, we'll hit about a billion in closed volume. Um, damn, sorry, I'm not trying to like. No, that was good because I was like. Um, <laughs> calm down. Good no, job. but what is what was um, my point? No, but talk, I I like that you went there because it's like we need those humbling moments. Yeah. Like that's prob that's that was your fuel. Oh, yeah. We're you know, about that a was your game. fuel. And then you created game. the the morning thing, yeah. and you know. Have, do you guys watch his morning routine on the gram? So I point mean, if being, you get up I was that doing the light flex only because I'm trying to, you know, show that we're playing a huge game. Right. And now that we're here, this is like, we haven't even begun, right? Like this still feels like day one because when you achieve a goal that's so big from mm -hmm. a place of nothing, well, I'm, I'm more uncomfortable now than I was when I was broke right because i see what's possible you know what i mean where like truly i think back to 2012 and my monthly expenses were like 5500 bucks a month seven grand a month right i don't even want to say what my monthly expenses are now what oh, i am it makes me sweat like what i have what i have to create now to keep my mortgages to keep our rent to keep our salaries going and it's crazy, right? So but like how do you how do you and then how do you continue to do it? I we had this conversation a few days ago where I was like, I opened up this space, this is so much extra stress. I'm we're starting from the bottom too. We didn't have some you know, I didn't have my awesome rich brother like fork out a bunch of money. I don't no. know why I should have. I haven't helped out like, at all. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Um, just kidding. You helped out by being here, okay? That's true. Uh, we're just gonna have him every week and then we're gonna keep this going. Um, no, but you know, starting from the beginning, from the beginning, it's hard. Yeah. Like I wake up sometimes and I'm like, June was amazing. And then I'm like, oh shit, I have to do July too. Yeah. You know, like now yeah. I gotta work again. I gotta hustle again. So yeah. you have to keep it alive all the time, especially when you're an entrepreneur and if you're a parent too. Like it is, it's a lot. You know, right. sometimes your kids are up all night, but you still have to wake up and be on your grind and yeah. bring bring it back up to a ten. But you have like, oh cool, I had four hours of sleep. Like. When I think it's I have two milk things, on me. right? It's it's first of all knowing you're uh, you you signed up for an Ironman. Mm -hmm. So I'm yes, that. that's step one. If you have not signed up for an Ironman in life, whatever that looks like for you, or let's call it winning a Grammy. Maybe that's your big vision is Grammy, or maybe it's legendary real estate company, or maybe it's world's greatest tattoo artist, or whatever your thing is. I hope that you are playing it at an Ironman level. Why not? Mm -hmm. Why not play it at a Grammy level, right? What does winning a Grammy or Nobel Peace Prize look like in your life? Mm -hmm. That's step one. So with that, and I, like, why not? Yeah. I'm always asking myself this question. Why not me? Mm -hmm. My real estate business has been awesome the last couple of years, and I've seen there, there's a higher level, right? There's like this ultra real estate level. Like I sell a lot of one to $3 million homes. And 
a year ago, you know, I was like looking at stuff and I'm always reading magazines and my buddies are on the shows and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't play around with like 25, 30 million dollar homes. What's up with that? Mm. Well, what is up with that is I'm afraid. And I tell myself, well, I'm not educated enough. Mm. I don't dress like the guys on TV. I didn't, I don't hang out at the yacht club. I didn't go to Harvard. All this BS that is robbing me of even trying. Mm-hmm. And it's all a story. Right. And I'm like, well, what, what's up? Why can't I do that? Yeah. And so it, step one, it's a three-step process, is ask, believe, receive. Mm-hmm. Ask, believe, receive. Step one, ask. You know what, Lord? I'm looking for a 30-plus million-dollar modern oceanfront listing. I want to list the sickest house of all time above 30 million bucks. Step one is ask. Okay. Step two is believe. There's the hard part. Well, Kev, here's all the reasons why you can do and so what do you do? I have to battle those thoughts. And so I create affirmations to battle my thoughts. I, Kevin Sturdivant, am the preferred luxury real estate agent in oceanfront property. I am the master of luxury real estate above $30 million. I feel comfortable and confident listing homes above $30 million. Meanwhile, my ego's like, yeah, right, dude, you're full of shit. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm the best agent ever for luxury real estate. <laughs> like, no, you're not, da, da, da. right? The ego is not your amigo. So which one is gonna be louder? And I just keep saying the affirmations, keep saying the affirmations, keep saying the affirmations. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, this opportunity, boom, falls right in my lap. $35 million modern freaking masterpiece. I have never even sold a home above 11.3. Mm-hmm. So to go from 11.3 to 30 million is uh, crazy. And I only did one 11.3, mm-hmm. right? I have, I have a thing. Um, so while you, because I don't want to forget, but you were talking about the be, the being, right? Mm-hmm. We have to go in and we have to believe that that's actually going to happen. And that comes a lot with who are you being? And so there's a lot of times where we can wake up and be like, um, you know, you can do your affirmations and you can f- put it all in your head. But sometimes at the core of you, you're still not actually being, you yes. know, like you're doing all the things, right. but you're not actually being. And um, one trick, because I'm like, let's just throw out all the tips here. But like one thing that I've been practicing lately was when I get into a funk, I have to do the thing. I have to recognize what's happening. And then I have to, um, usually it's my ego going crazy in my head, just like yours. And we all have that. But instead of the ego's not your amigo anymore, I kind of make the ego now my friend and treat it like a child. Mm. And I say, okay, I get it, ego. You're trying to keep me safe. You want me to be afraid because Mm. you don't want me to go out and do this thing that's totally unknown and brand new and scary and vulnerable. So you want me to stay here with Mm. you. And let's just stay comfortable. You know, let's stay right here. Let's stay where we don't have to fully commit. Let's stay where we don't have to really show up. Let's stay where we can sleep in a little bit longer. And then I get the ego by the hand and like a child, like I understand you're afraid and I understand that that part of you is wants to stay here, but we're going to slowly move forward and we're going to, I just do it in a more gentle way, I guess. But that's really, that's what works for me, you know, of like being there and acknowledging, yeah, my ego is there to protect me and that's totally okay. But now we're going to move somewhere. It's still going to be safe. It's going to be scary, but it's going to, we're going to be all right. We're not going to die. Yeah. That's good. So good. Give it up for that. So at the core of belief, one of the things that will block you is I break down the art of manifestation in a three-step process, right? We have a lot of three-step processes. I like that. Well, we have three. Recognize, realize, recreate. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Ask, believe, kids. receive. Mm-hmm. And then the major, major, major one, the core of the law of attraction is plain and simple. These three words. What are they? Be, Be do, have. Okay? So what happens is when we have this new thing that we want to take on, new business venture, getting a Grammy, right? Getting that award, whatever it might be, proposing to your girl, whatever it might be, is we get caught up in this other cycle called have, do, be. Mm -hmm. And it jacks us up. So for example, with me, the opportunity showed up. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys gotta get it. This was last year, last August, this thing came up. I didn't do much physical uh, work. So I knock a lot of doors. I make a lot of calls to get my business. What, all I did to see this $35 million thing come up is it just, it just like showed up. It was the gnarliest thing. And it was this, it's the sickest house of all time. It showed up last August and I'm like, Oh my God. We kind of grew up like that, right? Yeah. Like we grew up in this, with our dad, he was, um, he was kind of a master manipulator, con artist, but you know, got us into a lot of stuff. Um, it's we, great like we would, <laughs> we would go and I remember this specifically as a child, like third grade, my dad's amazing. Love him. Okay. Um, but we would go into anything and it's like, Act like you belong yeah. here. Act like you belong yeah. here. And That's and that was like a great it. tool because you go into a hotel. We're not staying there, but we're going straight to the pool. Yeah. And it's fancy, yeah. you know? What's up, everybody? How's it going? Yeah. You know, we're like third grade. Grab a towel. This is where the towels are. Okay, great. You know? Oh like, oh, can God. I get an extra lotion, sir? Thank you. Yeah. Um, and like, we learned how to do that at a very young age, right? Yeah. And then same thing. Concerts. We walk right into concerts. Have. What's up, bud? You know, like, he has a name tag. Oh, he's like... Yeah. We know his name, Dad but we'll just pretend master. like he was so great at that. Yeah. And that's how we grew he lived, up. He lived, be, do, have. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and so we, we get stuck by getting out of be, do, have, and we go into have, do, be. So the opportunity shows up, right? And it's very easy to get caught up in have, do, be. So how that looked like for me with this $35 million opportunity is, okay, well, you know what? I don't have the luxury website. My website is kind of, it's very obvious that I sell a lot of one to three. Um, So I better have a luxury website. Sit with KP, my creative director. I was like, bro, we need a a luxury website, Mm -hmm. right? And then I was like, number two, I need to have this book. Because when I show up to list a home, I just bring comps, a folder, and a couple flyers. If you're going to list a $35 million home, you need to have a book. Right, the book is like this thick because this other top producer guy I know his book is like Mm. crazy. So, I need (laughs) we spent probably three months making this book, and then I need to change up how I dress because everybody Mm. that does the multi million dollar listings they do the pocket square, the three piece suit, like I used to dress back in the day. All right, then, uh, then if I have those things, then I can do the appointment, then I can be the guy, right. Mm. Right before the appointment, I realized what I was doing. I was like, you loser, you're doing have, do, be. And the appointment was on Halloween. And I was like, you know what? Forget all that. Forget the site. I don't want to talk about the site. Forget the book. KP's like, bro, we've been working on this for three months. (laughs) And forget the outfit. I'm going to show up without even a business card. I'm not going to talk about the site. And to really, really test my being, I'm going to wear shorts. 
Yeah. I'm gonna wear shorts. And I just remember walking into the property and I was like, dude, it's the wrong thing. <laughs> just look nice shorts though, Vans. You know what I mean? And I walk nice into this legs. house and it's oceanfront. It it is the most insane home I've ever seen. It's one of only six or seven homes that in Laguna it has a private staircase mm. down to your own private beach. You can't get to the beach unless you have like kayak or something. Your own huge beach, like the size of five of these spaces, right? <laughs> and I, I, I walk into the property and it was Halloween and the guy's super casual like most billionaires are and he's always in shorts. And I was like, hey, what's up, dude? Happy Halloween. I was like, guess who I am? And he's like, who are you? And um, I said his name. I was like, oh, I'm blah, blah, blah. And he just started cracking up. And that mm. was how it just started off the vibe of yeah, our appointment. Authentic. And then I officially listed the property for 35 million bucks a couple weeks ago. Amazing. It goes in the market. And, like, and you just got to be who you yeah, are. You totally. were just getting to be you because at the truth and authentic you, you're good at that. You're great at being a real estate agent yeah. and you're great at connecting with people and you're great at sales and yeah. so like just knowing all of that you got to show up and just do you yeah that's, that's cool. sweet so cool so be do have right what were we talking about before that we were talking about a little morning ritual but i think uh, we should break ritual. off into some questions what do you think i mean you that's want to talk about so i think in the in real quick all i have to say about morning ritual is that the morning ritual is just a part of the Iron Man, mm -hmm. right? The Iron Man that I, I, I've committed to, right? If, if, if you're not in a game of something at an Iron Man level, there's no point of having a crazy, ridiculous morning ritual. What's the point? Yeah. You get up, just do your thing. But if you're, if you're really competing in an Iron Man, then that is when you need to develop a, a morning ritual to get yourself prepared. The one thing I'll say about my morning ritual is that it's always changing. If you notice, it is always changing. Yeah. Sometimes there's a lot of social media in it. Right now I'm in a space where I just want to kind of do my own thing. But I definitely protect my morning ritual that time. When, I, when my alarm goes off at 4.47, um, I think I, I'm, it's going off earlier though now. Now it's 4.30 So because I do a phone call at 4.47. Yeah. Um, so it's always changing. I'm always fine-tuning it. And it's really about just having the time to break a sweat, to challenge myself, and to have a conversation with myself and God. Mm -hmm. And it is ideally 90 minutes, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it's 95% of the time by myself. And I, like I said, it's always changing. I'm always shifting it, but I do my best to I mean, just what, what stick about, to that. What about the daily uppercuts? Oh, yeah. Like when that comes into play, when something happens, how do you – when something happens that really throws you off and then how do you get back into your game as if you had just had got to start all over and got to do your 90 minutes again but you sometimes you don't have that kind of time yeah. to do a whole 90 minute routine again so how do you jump back in well i think right step right? one is pause uh -huh. pause the game do whatever you can if you can only pause because let's say you have another appointment or you have something you have to do so maybe you can only pause for three minutes cool pause for that three minutes and go through that recognize, realize, recreate by yourself or with somebody else. So my three-step process when I'm in a funk is I've got three people to talk to. Yeah. Myself, my lady, God, right? I gotta talk to one of those three people to get through this funk. It's myself, my lady, or God. Or sometimes if it's a smaller thing, maybe it's just traffic, I'll just FaceTime one of my kids mm -hmm. and that'll usually get me out of the funk. 
because at the core of who I am and why I'm living, it's to it's for them. So by me FaceTiming Azella or Seven or Kaizen or Eli, it just takes me to this the space of my purpose, mm-hmm. and then I let go of it. Mm-hmm. So step one though is pause. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a, a situation a couple Fridays ago where I had a very very big appointment at four o'clock, and at two thirty. It was like, it wasn't even an uppercut. It was like a Ryu combo. Mm. Like, Hadouken. Dude, Hadouken for sure. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was first, the first thing was a deal. Um, I, I'm not going to name drop, but I just sold like the gnarliest A-list celebrity's house. We closed escrow yesterday. Uh, a couple weeks ago, on the day it was supposed to close, was she a Charlie's Angel by any chance? Or yeah, she was a Charlie's Angel. Just wondering. Okay. Yeah. The deal fell Lucky apart. Guess. The day it's supposed to freaking close. The day, right? And mm. that was the first thing. Okay, right after that, I had a, I have a $2.2 million escrow, and the seller, who's an attorney, um, wants to cancel the deal for a ridiculous reason uh, regarding carpet. Huh. Okay, cool. Uh, then step three was I have a client. You guys have horses upstairs? Yeah. That's crazy. They, they show up sometimes. That's cool. I honestly don't know what's happening. Just, just keep it rolling, That's guys. Next keep level. It roll. yeah. Step. Uh, the next thing was um, the All next the thing was I had a uh, some some people who I've really helped develop their business, develop their brand. They joined our team when they were like kind of like, you know, just not in a good space, right? And we really helped them hone their brand and and come up. We taught them the ropes. They told me that they were leaving our team, which is mm. always fun. Uh, this same hour as the other thing. And then the last kicker was is somebody that I really look up to. Um, I, I invited him to be on our podcast a couple months before he took um, some of my team members had left one of our marketing pieces on one of his clients door. Now it wasn't an active listing. There wasn't anything that was out of integrity with that. You receive mailers. That's what real estate agents do. He took that marketing piece, took a photo of it, put it on his Instagram and just said, look at these fools. These guys are out here trying to like blah, blah. And I'm like, all in the same hour. Mm. I'm like, what the and I have a four o'clock appointment that is crucial. Mm-hmm. What do you do? And the, I'm not sure which one hurt the most, mm-hmm. but it was like, and I had to just pause. And I paused and I thank God for every single one, starting with the big deal that fell apart. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity to even do this deal. Whether I get fired or have an opportunity to list it again, either way, this has been so cool. And if I get to list it again, we get to do more open houses, maybe meet more people. I know and I trust that I didn't personally do anything wrong. And I know that this was out of my control. And I know that I did everything I could to to take care of this to the best of my ability. So Lord, whatever happens, just thank you. Mm-hmm. Felt good about that. Okay, cool. Uh, dear Lord, with my attorney client, I don't know why I'm even working with her in the first place. 
Thank you so much for teaching me to be more aware of the people that I engage with because, Lord, she is crazy. So thank you for getting her out of my life. Amen. Lord, with this couple that is now leaving our team, thank you so much for the opportunity to help them graduate from case clearly they feel like they are prepared to do this all on their own lord i just thank you so much for giving me the time to have made a difference in their life and thank you for everything that we got to experience from them being here the last it has been incredible mm -hmm. and lord as far as the hater in laguna <laughs> thank you for the opportunity to be even more inspired about our Laguna takeover. Lord, I ask that you help me not, not sit with this too long, but really just use it as an opportunity to give me some extra fuel when I'm in Laguna Beach. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Lord, for uh, giving me a signal that we are on track, mm. you know, so uh, good. Amen. That was good. Amen. Right? Amen. Because, yeah, you're going back to gratitude. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Oh, yeah. Gratitude, gratitude, yeah. gratitude, gratitude. And, you know, people, um, the interesting thing about that last one is I went on the MLS afterwards just because I do that. And I was looking at this person's numbers. And uh, we actually closed three times what he closed last year. And I didn't know that. Like, this is somebody that I've watched for five years. And um, I was like, well. That's why he's hating. Mm. I get it, right? Everybody likes yeah, you everybody. until they see you as competition. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's all good. But I, yeah. I pause and I talk to myself, my lady or God or my kids, and then just get back on it. And then, you know, I was prepared after that. That took five minutes. Went on that 4 o'clock appointment in the space of like, mm -hmm. whew. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So good. Yeah. That's it. That's really amazing. You're amazing. Oh, thanks, sister. Yeah, You're amazing. I really amazing. like what you do. You totally inspire me completely. Um, proud of you for not going off on that guy because I've seen you get down with your words and no, he'll go off on dude. someone. He used, to, he used to get hood I on know. people, you know? Not really hood, but like more yeah. like funny oh, let's and like, go. oh. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, but you saw him happy. You don't yeah. you know, do that anymore. I never let's got go, us anywhere dude. good. <laughs> no, and you know, um, it's like I never want to to change the way I am. Um, like I'm very, very giving with the, my information of how I do real estate. If this individual had come to me and been like, hey man, um, you know, I had the worst year of my career last year, which he did. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I see what you're up to, dude. And I just, you know, I know we're kind of competitors. I'd be like, say no more, fam. Let's go get some coffee. I'll show you exactly what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. And that's just, that's how I am. And I'm not going to stop being like that. Mm -hmm. So I saw this thing that my friend Sahar posted this morning, and I wanted to share it with you guys. I thought it was really good. Was it Sahar who said this or my mm -hmm. little brother, Quinn? I'm not sure one of them. Quinn is always dropping was it Quinn? knowledge. Okay. Yeah. So it was either my friend Sahar posted this or my brother, Quinn. <laughs> I'm not sure. But it says, your perception of me is a reflection of you. My reaction to you is an awareness of me. Mm-hmm. Right? Your perception of me is a reflection of you. My reaction to you is an awareness of me. Right? So how you see me, right? it has a lot to do with how you see life, how you see yourself. How, re how I react to you is my personal awareness mm -hmm. of myself. Mm 
My job as a coach is to experience everyone as an unlimited space of possibility. That's the only way I know how to listen to other people, right? So anytime, and anybody that's been coached by me, they know. If you're going to have a conversation and say something to me that is about lack, be prepared for me to tell you something that completely shatters that idea because I know it's absolute BS. Mm -hmm. You are a space of unlimited possibility. Anything that you can think of in your mind that you can see that's triggering you in your heart, that for some reason is calling out at you to do it, it's there for a reason. So mm -hmm. charge forward and go get it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just feel in that? That was good. That was really good. So good. And I think that like whatever you felt in, in that moment of even just hearing that, like you are unlimited space to do exactly what it is that you want to do, or maybe it's something that you don't even know what it is yet, but listen to the calling, listen to your intuition and all of that. And um, take the time to write it down. Like yes. before you even leave today, like take some time to write it down in your phone or write it down in your notes or, you know, whatever it was, because we're going to go back out into the day and it, you just get swamped with yeah. all the things, yep. you know, so. Last tip I got to give them. Okay, go is uh, be okay with your worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. That's the magic one. That is the mm -hmm. magic one. See, because mm -hmm. what happens is we set this goal. I wanna open up a studio space. I wanna open up this dream studio space. But then there's fear, there's worry, there's doubt. What if this, what if that, what if that, what if that? Okay, well go to that. Yeah. Go to the worst case scenario. What happens? Well, what happens is it completely bombs and nobody shows up and we can't afford it and we can't pay the lease and our credit gets messed up yep well let's go there well is it worth is it worth the risk yeah mm -hmm. let's go for it then right let's go for it then when we bought our new house it was like a huge 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 risk and we looked at it and we're like this is the freaking dream to have this house would be Unreal, mm -hmm. unreal, unreal. Like, like this is the, the this is insane. Well, what's the worst case scenario? The worst case scenario is that we can't get our loan. I don't save enough money for the down payment, and we're stuck with our old house. Well, we love our old house, so yeah, worst case scenarios, we're all good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So be okay. Look at the worst case scenario. Chill at the worst case scenario. Because if you can chill with the worst case scenario, what does that do to the fear? It's gone. And you can move forward with confidence. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Love that was that. the last tip. That's a crucial one. I love that too. Because when we think Wait. about something we want to do, mm -hmm. we're like, we have the worst case scenario in front of us. Yeah, takes away all the fear. So good. There's like so many things that I want to keep going. Say we're done. I'm, like, I have. Okay. Those are There's all, more those are all of them. You'll be back next realize, week, right? Yeah. He's gonna be back next There's week. There's no more. There's no more. Recognize, realize, recreate. Mm -hmm. Ask, believe, receive. Play in be, do, have, not have, do, be. Mm -hmm. Be good with your worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And then the last last one is play in the seven equities. Yep. So good. Sweet guys, yes. thank you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Project Mindset episode, yes. Project Mindset season three has officially relaunched. Yes. Thank you, sister. Thank you. That was fun. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.